0: greet in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. <clears throat> Revelation 6, verse 12. We'll read through verses 14, inclusive. And we'll pray and ask the Lord to help us today. Amen. I want to speak to you again today on the honeymoon. Our scriptures for the text may seem uh, contrasting to you, but I think you'll be able to understand where we're going to go. we would like to pick up where we was at last night. I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together Listen to this, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. What a dreadful time is coming for those who aren't ready to meet the Lord Jesus. I trust there won't be one person that's here today that'll see this. I trust the closest you'll get will be as ministers preach it and dramatize it. I hope and pray to God, men women, children, no matter who you are, that there's none of you in this visible audience or any those of you that will hear this that will actually ever experience such a thing. Because I can tell you, the times that are laying before this earth and the people of this earth, there has never been, nor will there ever be such a time again. Or he said, do I have to go? No, you don't. If you wind up in this, you go because you choose to. And if you choose to, then probably you deserve it. Anyone that would choose this, there's definitely something wrong with them. So if you would choose that over what God offers you, then more than likely you'll be getting you're just deserving of what you asked for. But why would we when the way has been made? A way of escape has been made. Luke twenty-one thirty-six. Pray you therefore always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all of these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. No, this is not your regular Sunday morning service. Okay, we're not a regular church where we just gather and do our church stuff. Hey, friends, I'm sick of that trash. I'm sick of all the churchanity nonsense. Let's just go to church and, you know, go out and eat a little bit and fellowship. I want to get ready to leave this
1: world. I want
0: you to get ready to go with me. That's right. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so much today. Thank you for the grace of God that's been given to us to help us to be able to escape such things, Father, that's coming upon the earth. We ask that you'd speak to us today from your word. Dear God, help us that we as your people can be able to apply the word of God. We thank you that the washing of the water of the word, the rain of word, comes to cleanse us from those things that are around us. We're certainly not here today to say that we are a faultless, perfect people, but we are a people that are forgiven, and that's where we base our faith. We do not base it upon how good we are, how righteous we are, anything we could ever do. Our faith is in our sinless, perfect lamb. Help us today, Father, we ask, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The very first honeymoon sweet that was ever brought into existence was one of such beauty, such perfection. It was a lush paradise sweet. Located near the land of Egypt. For which four rivers parted their ways. There was gold, there was bedelum, there was onyx. There was all types of precious stones and wonderful things that God had made. Plants that were so sublime it would be more than our minds in our fallen state could probably comprehend. The animals as they strolled through this honeymoon suite... perfectly harmless. There was no fault. There was no error. There was no sin, no unbelief. A beautiful, beautiful paradise of God. And guess who wound up in this honeymoon suite? The first married couple. Almighty God squared them off in the Garden of Eden when this man had given birth as it was to his own wife, for she came out of him. God took her and be able to form her and shape her into the image he desired her to take. Then he sets them in this honeymoon suite. It was not a resort. It was not anything like Disney could ever accommodate. It was not a hotel that was so nice and five star. Huh, there's not enough stars to even number how nice this was. So beautiful, so wonderful. So marvelous, so perfect, and absolutely, totally theirs. And they were in charge. But yet Father knew, of course, when this honeymoon suite was in the process of being made. He must make it in such a way that future generations will be able to accommodate all the further plans that he has for this earth. Now, unlike the way maybe you and I would make an earth, or if we would make a mud ball, what we would do would be reach down and get a little bit of sand, a little bit of clay, or maybe over in somewhere where the clay is really finely mixed together and would reach down and get us a handful. Maybe it already had moisture on it. If not, we would wet our hands. And then we would go to shape it as best as we could into a sphere or an object of a circle. And we would make that and maybe go around like this, you've done it before like I have, and make it round and make it really slick on the outside. But that wasn't the way Father made this honeymoon sweet. He knew that this place, which now contained this honeymoon sweet, which he called the earth, the earth would have many, many millennia by which she would serve the divine purpose of God. So he made her not so much like a ball of clay to where she would be compacted together and one solid sphere. But he made her in a way by which her future purpose would be able to come into view. So he made her with what scientists call plates, tectonic plates. Now, those tectonic plates, God made them in such a way that the future judgments by which He will smite the earth would come into full use and purpose. Now, we don't realize it, of course, but the earth itself is a living planet that hangs out in the universe. If God would have made her as if we would have made a round ball of clay, And put her heart on the inside that she has with no movement. She would have not been here to this day. She would have already exploded. So God made her with the purpose in mind that she would be able to be used by him in future generations. And I hope it makes sense to you that God must actually allow this planet to be a tool of blessing and a tool of judgment. So he designed it so that she would have what is called an inner core, an outer core, a mantle, and magma, and crust. The inner core being a hot ball of fire. Now remember, she's constantly expanding. She's moving. And what lays above that being the outer core. And then, of course, the tectonic plates that are laid out upon the face of the earth. We do not see them with our eye unless you go deep into the geology of the earth and there you're able to find them. So you think, why would God make it in such a way? Well, we just read to you in Revelation 6 one of the purposes and the needs of it. You see, the earth itself is, if it was one ball, one sphere by which it was a solid mass, and there was no shifting of the tectonic plates, there would be no way for the earth to have earthquakes because it would be one solid mass or one ball. So God made it and covered it with 11 major tectonic plates. Now some of them are made to where they come up like this. And whenever they will go past each other this way, they will come and they release energy. When they release the energy, then the energy comes out from under the earth, comes to where the plates come together. The energy being released and it causes what? The earth to tremble and shake. There are other plates that are made more like this, the tectonic plate will come over the top of another plate and it will actually rise above the tectonic plate and whenever it does it causes an uplift of one plate and a downward drive of another and out from under there of course come great earthquakes. Now God knew that the earth as a wonderful blessed place that it was, that it would need to be a place also that would be an instrument of judgment. Preachers are the same way. You see, preachers can be so gifted by God, they can speak things that are so phenomenal beyond their understanding, beyond on their own learning and everything else, and at the same time, same sermon, same setting, God can take them and make them an instrument of judgment to where you feel like you're hanging over hell by the power of their words. And turn right around at the end of the surface and offer you so much mercy you just can't understand how you deserve such grace. And it comes from the exact same gift well praise the Lord we've seen it happen haven't we over and over again so God knew now that the earth the earth in this tectonic state is not going to be the eternal status by which God will identify her but in time she is needed to be able to be divided this way so you know as far as the initial stage of the earth I myself have never found where brother Branham identified earthquakes as being part of the building tool by which the almighty made the earth yeah no doubt they were there but we know that even with volcanoes that many of the volcanoes that erupt upon the earth they do so because the magma in the earth will slip under a tectonic plate and it will actually cause the fissure in the earth which we know is a volcano and then the magma will begin to pour out of the very heart of the earth it's still the earth making new land and it's still ongoing this very day. Of 500 Hundred thousand earthquakes a year take place on this planet. Five hundred thousand earthquakes a year now many of them of course you and I never feel we never know them only by the seismograph are they able to be able to pick them up but yet there have been earthquakes that God has used in major junctions and intervals of time by which he was changing things upon the earth and we know of course that what we're leading up to is the honeymoon of the bride and the groom and earthquakes will once again be a major tool that God will cleanse the earth to be able to bring it to a millennium condition in the Garden of Eden. We have no, no uh, uh, Scriptures I've not found any quotes either that would say that earthquakes actually did this or that or the other now Whenever those tectonic plates come together depending on of course Which plate it is the Eurasian plate the Pacific plate the American plate how they will react scientists say that many of our mountains are made in such a way the Himalayas the Rockies, the Appalachians that these plates will actually come together and the pressure will begin to release and when it does then ground will begin to push up and it will rise and rise and rise and when it does then there some of the mountains and the foothills and so on come up. And we know from Zechariah chapter 14 that there will be a great major earthquake that will strike the land of Israel and there will also be a dividing of the mountain. We know again that God will use the volcanic power to be Able to erupt on the earth in the eighth day to bring the earth to her final state but God didn't desire to be able to reflect in his creation his imminent wisdom that man will be able to look back and see what a perfect creator and designer that we serve now he does not have to have an afterthought and say well you know what i, I should have made this earth on plan on, on these plates and I- i'm gonna have to go back in and kind of change this thing around he ain't never had a new thought about anything so excuse me he knew what would need to be and how the earth would need to be made now are, are many of the other stars out there in the solar system Are they built with such tectonic plates and built in such a way well only God knows all of that but yet we know that God is the one who designed them all even with their, their polar activity and their seismic act, uh, activity that goes upon these other stars that God knows where they are but yet his main focus was upon the earth itself so here we walk into this honeymoon suite and we find the first newlyweds they are so happy they are so in love with each other Uh, they just absolutely love every day on the earth and they're, they're not even sure how long the honeymoon is going on because God has not given to them a designated time it's an all expense as long as you enjoy as long as you wish type of honeymoon so they were there for who knows how long day in and day out everything beautiful everything in perfection what a place it must have been. But yet the father knew now that there was a being which Adam had not yet seen. A being which Eve had not yet encountered. It was one which was invisible to the natural eye and yet God had slightly given this man a little bit of of an idea about it that he's supposed to guard in the garden of Eden. He's supposed to dress it. He's supposed to keep it. He's supposed to watch it. So even though God didn't say now there's a devil. There's a Lucifer and he's going to do this and that and the other. God gave him the amount of information that was needed to help the man know there is another force out here that's going to try to take over your honeymoon suite. So, as we know, the man was willing to forfeit his honeymoon sweep in order that he might be able to redeem his wife. Sowing his seed in her would forbid God from killing her because he had now taken her to himself and sowed his seed inside of her. Therefore, God would not overstep the redemptive power of his son. His son had redeemed her in the sense of saving her life. She truly needed the blood as far as fellowship with God, but God would not overstep the sowing of the seed in the bride. Glory to God, because God could not override his son. Same way with us today. This is why we have mercy after mercy after mercy. God cannot override the sowing of the seed of the son in his bride. Same way today. Now in that, watch this in Revelation chapter 11. This is where the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah, they preach to the Jews and the people on, it'll be on national television, of course, everywhere around the world. And the world will make fun of them, they ridicule them and they will actually be killed. According to Revelation 11, uh, they will, their bodies will be left laying in the streets. Now this is how cruel that people will become in the tribulation period. After three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet. So here is Moses and Elijah. They have preached the gospel. They have been killed and the people have actually left their bodies laying on the street of Jerusalem then the spirit of God will enter back into them and they will stand upon their feet and great fear fell upon all them that saw them I reckon it would I mean, because after three days and a half, you're already rigor mortis has done already set in. So there's already corruption that's coming inside of your body. And all of a sudden, the spirit of life enters into you and you stand up and they say, Hey, these guys are the one that caused all this trouble to begin with. Now notice in verse 12, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. Now they get a private rapture. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies behold them. Well, wouldn't that be something to see on CNN? And the same hour there was a great earthquake. And the tenth part of the city Fell, and in the earthquake were slain of the men 7,000. And the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. Now notice where many of these plates are. Now the crust of the earth is, uh, is uh, 26 to 44 miles deep as far as the crust. The oceanic crust which is beneath the bottom of the ocean averages anywhere from 2 to 7 miles thick. Now this is the crust. This is the upper part. And it may seem like a. To you and I, 26 to 44 miles, the deepest place they've found so far runs 60 miles. And that might seem like a lot, but in reality, when you look at the size of the earth, it's about the size of the thickness of the apple peel. So the crust on the top of the earth would be about like you peeling the core or peeling the apple rather that you're fixing to, to eat. So the crust on the upper part of the earth is where the reverberation from the pressure and it comes up and then all the buildings go to shaking and the rocks and all this sort of thing and the bridges fall in. But remember in the very core of the earth God made her so she would be able to be a tool by which all of this judgment could come forth. Oh praise the Lord. And in her is the renewing power that she will spew out of herself at the release in the beginning of the eighth day. And she will be purged from within as holy fire also comes from God out of heaven. And the prophet calls this, I'm not sure if he knew it scientifically, if it was the word or not back in 1964. But he identifies it in the future home and he calls it the crust, which is the scientific term that scientists use to describe it now whenever these plates will begin to build up pressure under the ocean and whether it's you know the one that comes up like this or the subduction level where it will come down like this then whenever they slide one slides down the other one slides over the top of it they call that the subduction level and whenever it does that then it releases under the ocean and this great mass of water will start moving as you and I know as we call it a tsunami So whenever this begins to take place under the ocean bed, that it releases all of this energy, that will be part of what will bring the west coast to her annihilation. It will not only be the tectonic plates, and remember now, friends, we think only of California. If you study it very well, you realize this goes from up into Canada and Victoria Island and on up through there. Remember the prophet said, it will be a chunk of the earth three to 400 miles wide, 1500 miles long. Will fall 40 miles down into the earth. I don't want to be here but why would God make the earth in such a way? So that which has been such a tremendous blessing could also be turned right around and used as an instrument of his judgment and also his wrath. So the magma then being released when it comes up through the tubes, and we know them, that of course, as being volcanoes. Out of there comes many of the great mountains of the earth, some of them resting between the plates, and they've been pushed up like this as far as the dirt. Others of them have spewed out, such as Kolaweo, which is alive today in Hawaii, and is still building more and more and more acreage on the earth itself. Now, you know, in any given period of time on the earth, we have all of these volcanoes that's going on on the earth, all of these earthquakes that are taking place. And remember, the judgment of God is what is going to be released under the sixth seal. The sixth seal is revealed for a threefold purpose, that is, for the purification of the food virgin they did not have the Holy Ghost they were good people they were blinded by false prophets or in some way they was not able to hear it he said they're purged of their unbelief of sin of rejecting the message so that lets me know there's going to be some people that sat in message churches that are not going to be actually in the rapture because they've rejected it they took their own opinion well I think I can cut my hair I believe I can do whatever I want to well go ahead you're paving your way for Revelation chapter 6 but the real bride says God I may not understand it i don 't understand why I 'm not supposed to do this, but if it 's the Word of God, and the prophet says, and a man of God 's telling me, then wait, who am I to say? You know what i, I don 't care what i 'm going to do. I want to be there. Well, you're revelation four people. come on up here there, John. <laughs> Come on up here there, John, Your Revelation 4. Now, whenever the judgment of God starts being released, you know, Satan's, uh, uh, Satan's desired this for such a really long time, but it won't be a kingdom of peace. Now, as you looked at it last night, the third temple will actually be rebuilt in Jerusalem, and it will start out under the auspices of it being the house of God, the temple of God, and the Jews will be so elated, and they will actually get their temple rebuilt that's not been built since 70 A.D., and they will think it's absolutely wonderful but Satan will be able to barter a covenant or as we better know it today a peace agreement between the nations of the world and the Jews will go along with it except for two boy you've always got a stick in the mud somewhere don't you who better to be on the earth during this time than Moses and Elijah and then, of course, they'll preach the message of salvation, the atonement of Jesus Christ, and they will punt the 144,000, you imagine, part of their sermons will no doubt, be standing there near or in front of the temple, which has been newly built, and they will say, you don't need to go in there, the Lamb of God died right over there in Golgotha praise be to God you don't need to go in there the atonement was made by a man Messiah has come 2,000 years ago and 144,000 will get the baptism of the Holy Ghost the same way you got. oh man Notice now Revelation eleven nineteen 19 And the temple of God was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail Notice Revelation 16 16 And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Now notice this seventh angel. Now this seventh angel here is not the seventh church angel but it is the seventh vile angel which is going to release the bowl as it is in the English word it is going to be a vial of God's wrath so there are seven uh, angels which are messengers there are seven trumpet angels seven vial angels and this one is going to pour out the wrath of God upon the earth now Satan has waited all these years to be able to get his kingdom and you know what God ain't going to let him enjoy it while he's got it because God's going to have his two prophets on the earth they're going to interrupt nature they're going to cause the sun to do whatever they want the Moon, the stars, it's perfectly in their control. Here the devil is thinking he's God, and you got two prophets on the earth, it's just tearing up hell. I mean, they're just tearing the devil's kingdom all to pieces. He can't even enjoy it. He can't even enjoy being God for a little while because you got two holy roller prophets on the earth. Well, let me just tell you this. He can't really enjoy his Laodicea world because he's got a bunch of holy rollers all over the earth believing an end time message and he can't stand them. And the feelings are mutual. Now, watch as these people will be gathered. Of course, the battle of Armageddon Uh, verse 17 and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven now notice not on the earth out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done and there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake look at how many we've already read here in these chapters a great earthquake such as was not since men My friends, the Richter scale only goes to 10. We're talking about earthquakes that go farther than the Richter scale even reads. 10,000 people a year on average die around the world from earthquakes. That is nothing compared to what's fixing to happen. The prophet of God said, millions will die at one time. Millions. In 1935, he prophesied it, That the sea would weep its way into the desert. 1964, he stands in Tampa and said, oh God, we know one day, one day, this place will be beneath the water. You imagine as that chunk of the earth drops away on the west coast that the oceans around the world, the globe, will be affected and the tidal waves, then they called them tidal waves, we know them as tsunamis today the tidal waves will shoot plumb back to Kentucky You understand how far Kentucky is from the oceans? Now look at this, we're talking about chaos, we're talking about mass deaths, annihilations. Why? Because God's mean? Because God's day of His wrath is arriving. Aren't you glad you're saved today? Now notice the capacity and the destruction, the earth itself, this is pre-millennium purging. You see, God is getting the earth ready. Amen. There will be one major mountain on the earth in the millennium. The majority of the rest of them will be flattened. There may be hills. But the major mountain on the earth will be Mount Zion. Praise be to God. Such as was not since men were upon the earth and so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts. And the cities of the nations fail. Can you imagine Zurich, London, Copenhagen, Frankfurt the nations of the world, the cities will begin to reverberate as a drunk man staggering when the tectonic plates begin to move. Oh, we know it. Scientists say, it's coming. It's coming. The big one's coming. They don't have a clue how big it is. May I say this? There's more than one big one. We're talking about major things here, friends. Lord God, thank you for your grace to us, Lord. And the cities of the nations. Now, this one was so connected to the other tectonic plates and the energy being released under the earth that it began to cause tsunamis and earthquakes in Japan and China and Taiwan. now years ago in Florida, and was in, in Africa actually. Whenever that big one hit Indonesia, maybe y'all remember that because some of y'all was trying to call and check on us. And the tsunami that come killed hundreds of thousands of people. Annihilated. Oh, if you've never seen pictures of it, it's just more than what you can be able to describe. And yet they themselves never had the earthquake. The earthquake happened somewhere else. When this begins to be released on the earth. The earth is being sanctified. She's getting ready to enter her stage of sanctification and she's a good old shouting Methodist. So she goes to quivering and shaking. And when she does, cities shake. And Great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Listen how much this encompasses beyond now just the land of Israel. And every island fled away. And the mountains were not found. The sixth seal Is getting the earth ready for the millennium. So the Rockies, the Appalachians, the Himalayas, the mountains in South America, the earth will start entering into this teetering, rocking, shaking place that she's never been before. In the days of the antediluvian destruction... The fountains of the deep broke up where they were stored and divided by the spoken word. The expanse that God made in the heavens to put invisible valves as it were and the expanse that would drive the moisture away from the liquid content of rain. They broke loose and the fountains opened up. But this time it will be by fire and destruction and shaking. Oh, Brother Donnie, that scares me to death. Why should it? If you're ready. It don't have to scare you. Hey, man, I I feel sorry for anybody that's going to be here. But you know what? You've got a choice to get out if you want to get out. You want to stay? It's up to you. To me, this is only scriptures in the Word of God that I will never see with my eyes. Ezekiel saw the same thing, notice this in Ezekiel 38, 18 And it shall come to pass at the same time when Gog Shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God That my fury shall come up in my face For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel So that the fishes of the sea And the fowls of the heaven and the beast of the field and the creeping things that creep upon the earth. And all the men that are on the face of the earth shall shake. The fish in the Mediterranean, the fish all around, the birds, the animals will shake and quiver and tremble. Much less all the humans Lord Jesus, listen to this. The mountains shall be thrown. Amen. Now, let me just say this to you today. If you're not serving God, I want to ask you whatever God you are serving, can He do this? If you're serving money, you're serving your pride, you're serving drugs, alcohol, you know, whatever it is that you're serving, can it do this? If it can't, you might ought to trade gods. This is a mighty God, the everlasting Father, and fixing to become the Prince of Peace. But you've got to tear this thing up before you can bring peace on it. My, can it go on? Don't get up around now. Some of you feel like you're at the gate. You're just fixing. I can feel that nervous tension among you. Just, just calm down. It's all right. It's all right. Now notice the mountains shall be thrown down. And the steep places shall fall. And every wall shall fall to the ground. Zechariah 14, 4. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. Notice now. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a very great valley half of the mountain shall move toward the south and half of it toward the, or toward the north and the half toward the south and you shall flee to the valley of the mountains now, this, is, this is when the Messiah of course comes and he's going to call the people of Israel that are remaining alive and they will come he will stand upon the Mount of Olives which I stood there back in May and whenever you stand on the Mount of Olives and you look right straight this way there is the Dome of the Rock there is the Temple Mount there is the the Herodian, there's Pilate Hall, there's the city of Zion, there's all of this facing right in front of you. And yet whenever he stands there, the mountain will begin to shake and tremble under the feet, hallelujah, of the mighty God, and the mountain will cleave in half. And when it does, it will create a valley. There's a little valley like this right now called the Kidron Valley. So you're up on the Mount of Olives, you go down the Kidron Valley and come up on the other side of Jerusalem. Rock right throwing distance, basically what we would say. But in that day, there will be a great Valley created, and there they will run into it. What is it? More preparation for the millennium. While other mountains are going down where his feet are, mountains are going up. Amen. Praise be to God. While kingdoms are falling under his feet, his kingdom is rising. Amen. ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Aziel yea ye shall flee like as you did before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah and the Lord my God shall come and who's coming with him all the saints so this coming ain't just the coming of Jesus it's the coming of Jesus with his bride Guess what? Honeymoon time. So the sixth seal will start leveling mountains, causing islands to disappear. (laughs) Actually cause the seas to change. Notice in Isaiah 16, 5. He will rebuild now. This must be, I know it sounds awful, it sounds terrible, but he's got to clean all of this off because Satan has had 6,000 years to mar this honeymoon suite. So you look around and see what Satan has done, all the debauchery and the filth of the world, all the sin, all the things that he has done. So every corner of the earth where civilization has been, God must allow it to be purged. And it is absolute chaos. So what if you went to some resort somewhere, you and your wife get married, and boy, you really want to treat her nice, and you rent a really nice resort, and you go there, and you go in, and there's beer cans, and there's food left over from the last people who stayed there, and the sheets have not been changed on the bed, and the towels are laying in the bathtub, and there's hair in the back. And you open the fridge door and there's their beer left and they left bologna and cheese and, you know, whatever. And they say, this is awful. I'm going to the front desk right now. This is not right. I oh, you mean you'd get bent out of shape with you? Well, you see, everywhere God looks, there's beer in the fridge. Everywhere God looks, there's filth, there's nonsense, there's death, there's murder, there's lying, there's adultery, there's fornication, there's rotten politics. God don't get bent out of shape. When things ain't the way God wants them, God bends them out of shape. He's had to do a lot of bending on me, I don't know about you. No, so God is not going to bring his sweetheart, which he has loved before the foundation of the world, back to such a chaotic state and set her for a honeymoon on this world. So he must cleanse it. So while you're up there in heaven enjoying the marriage supper of the Lamb, just going around greeting one another, whatever we're going to do, I don't even know what we're going to do. But while we're there, he's actually letting his power move on the earth and clean house. You don't even have to worry about it. You don't have to pick up a broom. You don't have to pick up one thing to clean it. He's actually scaring it all, causing the volcanoes from deep within the earth itself coming up through the core, through the magma, through the outer core, into the crust of the earth, and the mountains are falling away. All these things are taking place, and you're just sitting up around the table just eating heavenly food and just singing and rejoicing and praising God while he's having his power down on the earth to clean it up of the resort for what? The Eden honeymoon to begin with. Oh, blessed be the Lord. What is it? It will be a restarting of the seventh day when him and his bride will walk out on this earth. Can you imagine, friends, what it will be when we step out on it?
1: Amen. No. A
0: tropical The Sahara will be gone, the Gobi Desert, gone. As I told you last week, there's places in South America that for over a hundred years not one drop of rain has fallen. That place will be a paradise. You know what keeps rain from falling on it? The chain of mountains. It's on the other side, the ocean side. And when it comes in, the mountains are so tall it keeps the pressure and the and the warmth and all of that from coming over. And right on the other side of a tropical paradise, in the mountains is nothing but a dry, barren desert. So God will say, "All right, you big smart Alex, get down. You're gonna be humbled." I'm tired of you keeping moisture from that part of the earth. Praise God. No wonder John the Baptist said the high places are going to be made low and the low places are going to be made high. Praise be to God. Can you imagine? When we step out, now we're lifted into that realm while the sick seal terminates. And of course, you know, Satan is bound with a chain of circumstance for a thousand years that he cannot. You know, God is absolutely going to eradicate every excuse that man will ever have. Because men that know about God and believe there is a God, they say, well, I want to live right, but I can't. The devil made me do it. There won't be nobody to be able to say that in millennium. It's going to annihilate every excuse. There will be no excuses left. The devil made me do it. No, you can't say that because he won't be there. Just be honest. You didn't want to do it. That's why folks don't live right. They simply don't want to. Oh, so here we come out of heaven in our glorified bodies. Now, when we come in the battle of Armageddon, the saints of God riding on white horses as he is we will come in our glorified bodies. Oh, it'll be utter chaos. There'll be all kinds of mess going on. But that's not that's not honeymoon time yet. Still a little cleanup needs to be done. A few dishes need to be picked up, a few things. Say, hey, Donnie, you want to go with me? said, yes, sir. I like a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you all want to go with me? Absolutely, Lord. We're behind you all the way. We want to go with you. What do you want to see? Why you cleanse this up? So he does it while this is going on. Of course, all these things are taking place. All the living on the earth are to kill, and then he may raise us up back up into the heavenly sphere while it's totally finished up. And then we step out. You imagine we leave that heavenly dimension, and then we come out and we break into the view of the earth itself for the first time. We're dimensional traveling, so we're traveling faster than man's ever been able to move, and we break in over the earth, and there we see her, the blue planet just like that we're down on top of her and we're looking around walking wow so what did this used to be well this used to be the desert in Egypt really and what was this over here this was the
1: Sahara wow that's my husband
0: no wonder I love you so much oh now this is yours and mine, and we're going to live here, and we're going to eat, and we're going to govern, and we're going to rule. Lord, I, I didn't bring a coat. You won't need it. No winter time. Oh, praise God! You mean the seasons are past? Yep, I've corrected that. She's standing up like she should have been. In the... So it will be a polar switch. Hmm. Glory be to God. The temperature will be exactly right. Now, I'm not sure how in the world that's going to work because if everybody here had a thermostat in this building today, every one of them would be set on a different temperature. Well, I've got to have it said before. Not me. That freezes me to death. I've got to have it to before. What in the world's the matter, y'all? I need it at 68. Don't worry. All that fluctuating temperature in us will be changed at the body change. There'll be no women in the change then. Thank God. The temperature will be right. The moisture and the content of the air will be right. The, se- the sun will be seven times brighter than it is now. And the moon will be as bright as the sun. Vegetation will explode. The earth will enter into the stage of fertility like she experienced when she first got saved. <laughs> my brother sister your honeymoon Amen. Amen. notice this Isaiah sixteen five 5 in mercy shall the throne be established and he shall set upon it in truce in the tabernacle of David judging and seeking judgment and hastening righteousness Amos 9, 11, in that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof and I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. King Solomon, whose name means peace, was the only one of Israel's kings who never fought a war. The son of David. And remember he's courting this woman we've been preaching about for how many years it's been. Her name was Shulamite. Which is the feminist form of Solomon. So you got Mr. and Miss Solomon. Living in a peaceable kingdom. And who was it that built the house of God? Solomon. Who will build the millennium temple? The Lord Jesus. Oh praise be to God. Now, it won't be here immediately. Now, think, our houses, when we get here, will not be here immediately. We'll build them. The temple will not be here immediately. Where are we going to stay? I don't know. It's Feast of Tabernacles it will be like the earth should have been if society and civilization would have expanded from the garden of Eden outward it will start anew it will not be the civilization and the society and all the systems that will run it be created immediately and we walk out on it and there it is it will be more so like the days of Noah when Noah come out of the ark, he didn't have a barn, a house, a hog pen, a chicken place. He had nothing. Praise be to God. Well, some of y'all, I'm not sure if you want to go now. Not your sure, thing, Lord have Mercy. All that work involved. Don't worry, you won't. You won't even get tired. You won't even break out in a sweat. Take my word for it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Now, in this kingdom of peace will be a temple which will be built. The Messiah himself will build the temple. Isaiah 2:3, and many people shall go and say, "Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. Believe this or not, once again the Lord Jesus will sit in the temple and teach. And this time he won't be run out. Can you imagine being around him and hearing him as he begins to expound the things of eternity? There once again, the eternal sets in the temple of God, teaching of the eternal things of Adonai. Isaiah six six and the sons of the stranger that joined themselves to the Lord. Now listen to this. These will be the Gentile nations that will actually surrender their hearts to the Lord Jesus under the Messianic kingdom. Preachers won't be preaching now, but it will be the government of the Messiah and people will decide to join to it. Listen how Isaiah says it. And the sons of the stranger, which means that they're not Jews, they join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath. Amen. From polluting it and take us hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings, their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Amen. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine, the box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. I will make the place of my feet glorious. So they will be sending trees from Lebanon, maybe sending special balsam, maybe special ebony from the forests of Africa, special trees from here, from Madagascar, special trees from there, Imagine this is going to take some time. And some of y'all have been wondering what we're going to do. Oh, some of y'all's greatest fear of going to heaven is boredom. Well, get that out of your mind right now. You ain't going to be bored. You're just sitting around like this for 10 trillion years and not doing one thing. That's not the heaven my Bible teaches about. Going to go on a bit farther. Ezekiel 37 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant with peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant. I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary, his sanctuary, will not not be out among the Gentile nations. It will not be out among the nations in Australia, or New Zealand, or wherever more that the continents wherever they are at that time. It will be located where in Israel, showing His preference of where He wants to live. God's picking where He lives. Praise God. Joel 3.18, It shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Haggai 2.6, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I'll shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. This is a messianic scripture now. The desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Nobody will ever send a message to the out from the outlying kingdoms up to Jerusalem, through the divine protocol of the channels by which God will set in order by which you approach the king. Nobody will ever send a message. A war has broke out in Ethiopia. A war has broke out in Germany. There will be no wars. And the sons of God will be fully manifested. These people outside of the authority of sonship will come to the sons of God and say, I need rain for my crops. The prophet of God said, them sons will say, I give you rain. I will send you, right? You believe it? Yes, sir. It will be as it was intended to be in the beginning. When the delegated authority from the eternal himself will be handed down through the streams of time, reflected through those mortals which have transcended time, And entered back into the eighth day. Men. Sons. That he can trust. Sons that he can delegate authority. Blessed be the Lord. Zechariah 6.12. Speak unto them saying. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts saying. Behold the man whose name is the branch. He shall grow up out of his place. And he shall build The temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory. And shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne. And the council of peace. Shall be between them both, but and the crown shall be to Helim and to Obadiah and to Jedediah and the son of Hain, Zephaniah for a memorial in the temple of the Lord. And they that are afar off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord. Maybe great architects from Mesopotamia, from America from wherever all over the world, they'll come and build in the temple of the Lord. (laughs) Y'all have got one of the most peculiar looks on your face I believe I've ever seen. Friends, we've made this so heavenly, we've took it right out of the scriptures. It's gonna be more earthly, I'm convinced, than what we've ever thought in our minds, brother Terry. It is a natural place. We will eat, we will drink, we will build, we will enjoy. They that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord and you shall know that I the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you and this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, Zechariah 820. Thou saith the Lord of hosts, it shall come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities and the inhabitants of one city shall go to another say let us go speedily to pray before the lord and to seek the lord of hosts i will go also yea many people and strong nations shall come to seek the lord of hosts where what's your bible say in jerusalem and to pray before the lord thus saith the lord of hosts in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take a hold of all languages of the nation, shall even take a hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Amen. Zechariah 14, 20, And that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. There will be one universal religion. You won't drive down the road and see a Baptist church and then look across the street and see the first Methodist and then look on the other side and see the second church of Christ and then drive a half mile down the road and see the third Presbyterian. There will be no such. There will be no Muslims there. No, Hindus. Not saying they hadn't been former Muslims or former Hindus. Muslim religion will not be practiced in the millennium. The only religion accepted is the religion of the Lord Jesus. You imagine some of them former Muslims. As they walk in from Arabia. As they walk in and pay obeisance to the king of kings. And they leave that sanctuary temple and they say, Thanks be to God. At one time I lived near this and I called on Allah. But today I call on the name of the Lord Jesus. I was blind, I was ignorant, I never heard about the cross, I never heard about it. But He gave me mercy. And let me live in this blessed kingdom Not of Allah, but of Adonai
1: Praise be to God
0: Let me find a place to close I don't mind telling you friends, it's hard to close in eternity Daniel saw this same thing in Daniel 9, 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. The prophet says "You're at the end time, he's to anoint the most holy. What is the most holy? to my way of seeing it, which I can prove it by the scripture, is to anoint the most holy, which will be the tabernacle that'll be used during the millennium. You imagine when it's built and the message goes all over the earth, the time of dedication, we're going to anoint the most holy. Whether it takes six months, three months, a year, whatever it is, man, I got a thousand, so don't worry about time. The message goes over the earth. Here will come the kings from Arabia. The kings from wherever they live upon the earth. Oh, you think Solomon's temple was something. <laughs> this one here is almost a mile long on one side. A city 34 miles in circumference. The prince enters in by the northern gate. There is no veil in this temple. There is no menorah. There is no women's court. There is no court of the Gentiles. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And there in the middle of it sits the throne. Who in the world would put a throne in the middle of a temple. Who ever heard of such a thing? Well, if you're God and you're the king priest, you understand the lamb will become the king priest. The anointed son of David. The only one who could ever sit on such a throne and merge these offices together in truth and reality and say, I am your sin bearer. I am your sin destroyer. I am your king. King God. King Theophany. King Jesus. Let me close with this. Now watch description of the temple that is to be built. The prophet said in the millennium, anyone, any reader knows that from Ezekiel the 40th chapter And about the 44th chapter Is nothing in the world But the millennium temple Being erected On the earth Anyone knows that When the glory of the Lord fills it And so forth like that Oh you talking about a time Amen. And think of it Your eyes Your eyes Are going to witness it When the great kings Comes out the king almighty And the angelic bands and the choirs. And no doubt some of our singers from our own assembly will be called upon to lead and sing some of the songs of coronation. Some of our musicians may be part of the group that will play and join up with the rest of the people of the earth. Oh my God. You think it feels wonderful now being in his presence? Praise the Lord. What will it be then, friends? And the glory of God will enter in and the land of the prince. will be right in the middle of the land of Palestine. And there we as His people. Glory to God. We'll see our king. Mm-hmm. See his ground. He is. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, help us. We desire Father to be there with all of our hearts. If we're not singers, if we're not musicians, if we're not sons of God placed in authority to do this and that and the other, that's not really what we want anyway. I don't want a position. I don't desire to be someone in authority. If I can just be there with you and with your people, I've given the majority of my life for this kingdom. Since a boy starting preaching at 18, the better years of my life are gone. Much of my strength depleted. I don't recuperate as fast as I used to when I preach. I've got enough sense to know in a few more settings of the sun, I won't be able to preach this way. But Lord God, when my life is ended, if I have to go by the way of the grave, Let the span of time from the day I'm born until the day I die. The hyphen in between the two dates. May it be filled. Was one thing. He served the Lord. He loved the Lord. He was passionate about Jesus Christ. Each of us have a choice of what goes between the two dates on our tombstone. Where that's filled with rhetoric, lies, foolishness, nonsense. First few years of our life before we found you, Lord. Most of us didn't come to you when we were wee little tots. So we had some years of foolishness and retrospect. We certainly could look, thank God. I wish we could do it over. Lord, may the time from whenever it was that it started to the end of our lives. May it be said one motive, one objective, one goal, one purpose to build, establish, strengthen the kingdom of God. May I never in truth and reality ever be able to be accused by ministers or saints of God or of you to be a kingdom builder. To desire some type of little small minuscule kingdom called Reagan. Why in the world would we want to do such a thing? But we want to give all of our energies, our strength, all that we are. To support the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, if there's one here today who's not ready, may you help them. May the Spirit of God speak to their hearts. For those who are serving you, give them the strength for the journey. The courage they need to face the everyday trials that come our way. Father, we love you so much. Help us, Lord. May there not be a one of us missing at that great coronation day. Praise God. I I don't mind telling you, sir. I'm going to need your help. After studying this for the last six, seven months and after preaching it, I'm going to need your help. To be able to go back to being, I guess I could say, a more normal type person. I, I don't want to live here no more. After seeing what's in front of us and preaching the realities of this that lays before us. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to live here. I'm I not interested in Walmart and money and... Whatever more that the world would have to offer. Riches and wealth. I need your help. We all do. You open our understanding and give us this heavenly glimpse. How can we ever be the same? How can we go back and act like we did before? Help us, Jesus. It must be getting close, Lord. Praise God. We know, Lord, even the way scientists are looking at it. All the pressure that is building up in the tectonic plates. And they're warning and warning and warning. They're finding out more plates and more things that they never even knew before existed. Here just in our own state, Lord, a couple months ago, an earthquake that rattled. and Lord Scotty, my son-in-law, getting up out of the bed. Others hearing dishes rattle, feeling it in their bed. The earth is trembling. It's her birth pains. She's fixing to go into the last phase under the sixth seal, where she will holler and scream and wail as she gives birth to her baby, the millennium. She will scream and stagger under the pain and agony. And she will let out her last scream and moan. And out of her will come this newborn earth. Praise God. Help us, Lord Jesus. Let's stand together, saints. You love him today with all your heart. Oh, praise God. By God's grace, I will be there. Is that your testimony? The visions of God brought me into the land of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 2, Brother Daniel, move over several pages. And the visions of God brought me into the land of Israel and set me upon a very
1: high
0: mountain by which was the frame of a city on the south. And he brought me thither, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate, and the man said unto me, Son of man, behold with thine eyes and hear with thine ears. And set thine heart upon all that I will show thee. For to the intent that I may show them unto thee art thou brought thither. Declare all that thou seest to the house of Israel. Now what's amazing is this same man in chapter 8 and in chapter 10. Sees the glory of God as it leaves the temple. Which is standing at this time. Which is going to be destroyed. I'm so glad God didn't close out the vision with that though. So God let him see the glory departing. From the temple that Solomon had built. But he saw the glory return. To the temple. That Jesus built. He picked me up. And carried me over by the river Shibar. and I saw the glory of God as it entered into the house. Praise God! You believe it, friends? Oh, praise the Lord! Oh. Sit down. I ain't done preaching. Let me preach a little more. No, 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 no. My goodness, can you honestly think about going and getting a steak and a baked tater after this? You're more concerned about going through the drive thru and getting a chicken sandwich and a Dr. Pepper? Lord, there's nothing can compare to this. It's real, friends. Sing something, Brother Joel. I've still got a whole bunch of pages here, okay? Look, I'm, turning, I'm, I'm closing this off. Let's worship. Let's worship. Amen. Okay. Yes, How beautiful! How beautiful heaven must be. We've got a baptism this morning. They'll come and prepare for that while we're singing.
2: We read of a
1: place that Amen. Called heaven. Let's worship Him now. Are preparing for the baptism. Amen. For the pure Thank you, Jesus. The free Amen. These truths, these truths in God's word, He hath given. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How beautiful
0: heaven must be! Oh, let's just sing it as we worship Him together now.
1: Man. How beautiful. Yeah.
2: thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace and dealing with Kara's heart, Lord. We're just asking, Lord, that you'll baptize her with the Holy Ghost. We know that yeah. your promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Kara, on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Bless
1: you, saints. Love you in the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a privilege it is Amen. to hear what we get to hear. Amen. Amen. And while he was preaching, just getting ready to
0: close, the song come to my heart. I want us to sing it together. Somewhere just across the Jordan River. What he's talking about, it sounds a lot like our home. It is our home. I want you
1: to sing it. Harry, I want you to sing it for me really good this morning. Boys, I want you to play it really good for me this morning. That sounds like home to me. Do you appreciate the man of God telling us the truth? you appreciate one another? Praise the Lord. Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere just Sing across it. the Jordan River There's a place oh, of be cross that old Jordan
2: Just seeing this as we go this morning sure' been great to be in the service this morning let's just pray for each other this week the people that came up for prayer last night and this morning let's keep them on our hearts God'll just be with them are you homesick Amen. Well, there's a light in the window a table spread in splendor someone standing by an open door Never been this home to say before. See the bright light shine. It's just about one time, and I can see my father standing. is all familiar